For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. May 21st, 2019, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, talking the SmackDown after Money in the Bank. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan is off mayoring in the city of Longwood, Florida. And uh, big surprise return tonight, Dolph Ziggler, who's challenging Kofi Kingston for the uh, WWE title in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia at the WWE Super Showdown. Raj, uh, what do you make of that surprise return? Um... I thought the the beatdown was really good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I you know, they, they every year they give Dolph Ziggler this push for like a month and then it fades away, and you're just so used to it that um, I don't know. It just it just to me honestly, it just seemed like a a mid card feud seeing that. But I thought the beatdown was really good. Yeah. So. If I'm going to make an observation, and this isn't about my own personal fandom, and it's certainly right. not about the talent of the performers, but if you've got Seth Rollins on Raw, and he's in a feud with Brock Lesnar, and that's the title picture on Raw, and then on SmackDown, Kofi Kingston is fighting Sami Zayn, and then the big match coming up is with Dolph Ziggler, which one's the A title, which one's the B title? Right. It's kind of like when they did Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. It's kind of the same thing. It automatically you know, moved it down a, a couple notches. But, Dolph um, stock was higher then. I don't know. No, he was kind of a uh, kind of the same. He just randomly got shot up into the main event picture, if you recall. Like he was uh, kind of doing nothing up until then. He was, I think, he was losing to Baron Corbin. He'd been feuding with Baron Corbin that summer. Um, yeah, but remember, this was before the Shinsuke Nakamura feud. Right, right. So you know, he always gets this push to the you know the title picture and drops down doing nothing beating it all the time for a while you know fades away comes back rinse repeat um i mean dolph's a, a talented guy i've, I've been saying forever i wish there was more that they'd do with them um feud with the miz was great when they brought the spirit squad back all that stuff that was really hot yeah no no he's a, he's a talented guy but i felt like his promo tonight you know i i just felt like i've just heard that so many times there was some you know a, a different variation of that from him so many times where He's talking about how he's the best, and he busts his ass, and he he's he sh- sh- proves himself every time he's in the ring, and he's not appreciated. And I just felt like this was kind of an, uh, an offset of that. But you know, at least they're giving some kind of story, even if it's what they kind of usually go to. It was a little more uh, emotional tonight. It seemed like he was he was uh, holding back tears, talking about should have been me, it should have been me, it should have been me. I think they should have gone further with it and had him go a little crazier with it if it's going to be this is the angle, is that he's trying to uh, vicariously reclaim something by beating Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I mean, he, after delivering a, a vicious beatdown, you know, uh, I would have liked to have seen just a, the, a cocky heel promo as opposed to uh, um, the crying, but the crying was different. It did stick out more. I, Absolutely. I like. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good match. These guys have wrestled each other so many times in the past. Uh, they're going to have a good match. And it's, you know, whether this is a one-off or they continue it for another show. Um, yeah, I, I just, 
I think it'll be good. I just don't like how they've used Ziggler over the years. And so it's hard for me to buy him at that top level. And kind of to your point, Seth versus Brock, Kofi versus Dolph, which, you know, which to an, a casual, you know, a casual wrestling fan seems like the bigger match. Yeah. Uh, if there weren't a title involved, that's something that, you know, if they, if uh, pre new day would have potentially been on the pre-show uh, given where these guys stock uh, is, if there wasn't a title involved. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, if Kofi beat Kevin Owens clean, I wonder if that's, they're just ending it for now. Yeah. It kind of seemed like it. So we opened tonight, Shane McMahon backstage, uh, talking with Elias, talked about what happened with Roman Reigns and Money in the Bank, and talked about Super Showdown. Elias is going to be in Shane's corner for the match against Reigns. Then we opened up with the New Day coming out, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, uh, fake Big E first, and then real Big E. And what did you make of this tonight? I take it this was a one-off appearance given the backstage beatdown and that his meniscus has not healed yet? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a few ways they could go with it. Uh, the most obvious is that, yeah, it was just a, a cameo, a special appearance um, while he's healing. Another is that this might be part of a bigger story. I mean, Ziggler and Biggie do have history. You know, Biggie True. came in with Ziggler. Do they trust fans to remember that far back enough? <laughs> and, uh, you know, would they even do something like that? Have Biggie turn on Kofi and have this whole thing be, a, 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 you know, an elaborate ruse on the on the part of Dolph and Biggie? It'd be something different. Uh, it would freshen... It would freshen Dolph up. It would uh, it would it would make him seem like a bigger star, I think, and uh, it would it would give Big E a change. I mean, he's been doing you know the New Day shtick has been going on for a long time, so you know that's definitely one way they could go about it because you never saw anyone actually attack Big E, and he kept Xavier backstage while Dolph you know did his business. So that's definitely one way they could go. Or yeah, he's just out for a little bit longer and. It was just a, a way to get him on TV for for a segment. No, I think it's great to see him back tonight. Owens and Zayn came out for a bit of a confrontation there, and then Big E was attacked backstage. So, yeah, Raj, you're uh, chomping at the bit for that Big E heel turn. <laughs> when you talk to your contacts in the WWE, do you like just say, so you hearing anything about maybe no. a Big E heel turn or something coming along? Because, you know. No, no, no. Anything they pitch would probably get nixed anyway. It's all yeah. what Vince wants to do. It's true. You never know, though. Stranger things have happened. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about this 24-7 championship tonight. And R-Truth, uh, disguising himself as a lady, uh, working with Carmella to keep running through the back. Uh, the B-team almost got the better of him at one point. They interrupted a women's match uh, that was going on, Carmella versus Mandy. But we didn't get the payoff tonight. Do you think it's going to happen on social media, maybe Carmella turning on Truth and taking that 24-7 title? That's kind of what I was expecting. I thought that's what where they were going tonight. I feel like it's too soon to have Carmella, um, y- y- you know, be uh, having the intergender uh, rules already. I, I think that's something you should play later down the road. They just introduced this title, um, but I, who? I mean, that's where I thought they were heading. Yeah, it seemed like it. I just have such an elaborate storyline with it and then them get away. I don't know. We'll see if they pick it up next week. Our truth on social media doing great stuff with this is Instagram story, posting videos on Twitter, referring to it as the European championship. Um, yeah, I think as uh, when you look at this title, and I, I had tweeted this out earlier, it's, if if you don't take this title seriously at all and you look at it for what it is, just a way to do comedy on a show, 
um, and get a bunch of people that aren't being used on TV involved. Um, you know, it, it, it gives, it gives guys something to do and it could be entertaining. And as far as that stuff goes, I mean, I don't know who better than our truth. Our truth is entertaining as hell. So, um, you know, he's probably the perfect person for it. No, I agree. I think uh, they could really make something happy with uh, happen with this. But if they're not going to hot potato it around, I think that's what people were expecting. A little. I certainly what I was expecting more after the way it changed hands multiple times last night. Yeah, I mean, we you know the hardcore title it, it had its entertaining moments. It was there for a bit, but it didn't last. And I'm I'm sure the joke will get old at some point and it'll go away. But hopefully, they can keep it entertaining while it's around. Yeah, I'd hope so. Uh, so we're going to keep talking about SmackDown, plus some other news, the latest with Ric Flair, uh, Raw ratings, and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. This is by request. Guys, remember back when every day was a good day? You get that beep from Kim and she can go all night. You even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp, and it read, Ice Cube's a pimp. Well, it's 2019 now, and only that last statement remains true. Nowadays, Kim ain't paying to you, but your Facebook's stalking her, and she's on her second divorce, and you think about sending her a friend request every other week but you're scared. Why don't you do it? Because you're afraid, you're older now, you haven't been able to go all night since the Attitude Era. Thankfully, there's a solution. You can get you and Kim back on speaking terms. And that solution is Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Raj, uh, did you get a shipment of Blue Chew before Vegas, before StarCast? <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we've talked about it forever. I mean, you hear everyone talking about it. If you haven't tried it, uh, get it. I mean, this is a, a, the best chance, you know, the best chance to get it. You get a great deal and it works. And, uh, you know, you, if you got a date night, you want a, you know, a special night with your special someone, uh, be super maybe. Special night with a not so special someone, even. No, just anyone. I mean, anyone. anyone. Bring joy. Bring joy yeah. to the world with Blue Chew. Uh, in fact, that should be their tagline have vacation sex at home. Bluechew.com. Stock up for Father's Day. People uh, bring that up in the chat. But yeah, good point. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I've heard from uh, members of our audience that are actually doing in vitro fertilization and trying to conceive. And they've been saying Blue Chew is a lifesaver because when you need to perform and perform and perform and that temperature's right, when uh, the ovulation's happening, Blue Chew is helping these guys be supermen and uh, conceive. But yeah, for recreation, for procreation, Blue Chew is a solution. And remember, it is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. If you're one and done, Blue Chew can make it round two, round three, round four, and more. Finally, follow through on all that smack talk uh, you've had. You talk that good game, but now Blue Chew helps make it happen. Blue Chew's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door, door in a discreet package, so no in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast, and they're sponsoring StarCast in Vegas. I'm going to be there. Raj is going to be there. Friday at 2.30, the Wrestling Inc. Hootenanny. Myself, Raj, Nick Hausman, Kelsey's going to be there. And who's the Scott Fishman. name? Scott Fishman. The Nick. I'm going to, when I meet him, I'm going to say, I always forget your name, sir, but you are going to be part of the Hootenanny as well. And uh, yeah, this should be a really, really yeah, awesome time. Come out and say guys hi. Guys in the chat, let us know if you're going to be there. We'd love to see you. Friday, 2.30, we'll be giving out shirts, uh, you know, be interactive, you know, 
talk the latest news, all the stuff that's going on in the world of wrestling, and we want to hear from you guys. So uh, we definitely hope you can make it, and, and would love to meet you guys. Yes, and uh, with Blue Chew, you can be the 24-7 champion in the bedroom. Absolutely. BlueChew.com, promo code WINC, try it free. We thank them. Uh, speaking of StarCast, Ric Flair. The roast of Ric Flair is not happening. Uh, I believe they said it was being rescheduled to a later date or postponed to a later date, but assuring fans it will happen. The meet and greets have been refunded, but the good news we're bearing the lead here is that Ric Flair successfully had a surgical procedure and is recovering. He just can't travel. Yeah, he just can't travel yet. He's actually booked for a public appearance the following week uh, in East Moline, Illinois on May 31st. So, uh, you know, clearly he's doing he's seems to be doing much better. He had, uh, you know, a heart procedure on Monday and just can't travel right now, but he'll be up on on his feet in, in over a week. So that's great to hear. Uh, Flair kicking out at two as always. And uh, it's great to hear. Solid. Uh, yeah, I'm bummed the roast isn't happening this week, but it will be happening in the future. And I uh, look forward to seeing that. Glad to hear Rick is making a recovery. Uh, back tonight to SmackDown, we got Ali versus Andrade. Mm -hmm. Very, very solid match tonight. Um, this felt almost kind of lost in the shuffle, given all the shenanigans and storytelling that went on, that we had this really, really solid wrestling match against two really talented guys. It was really good. I thought this. I thought this match was great. Uh, I'd like to see them do more with these guys. You know, again, you have Ollie win one week, lose the other week. He's kind of and just kind of flatlines him. Same as same as Andrade. Uh, I'd like to see these guys get you know something more. Andrade, they were starting to a bit with Mysterio when he was beating Mysterio, and Mysterio couldn't beat him, and that was just kind of dropped and went nowhere. So, you know, these guys are ultra talented. They could they could go in the ring. Uh, you know, Ali, you know, he has those unique promos that they do backstage on the cell phones. I always love those. So uh, you could, you know, you could have a feud with them where, you know, they're doing promos and hey, having Vega doing a lot of the, the mic work for Andrade and, and have something compelling as opposed to them just wrestling every week, but leading up to a big match. But these guys are, these guys had great chemistry. I thought this match was really good. This was good. Ali won the match. Now, Ali, there's that documentary special on him that premiered on the network over the weekend, and backstage reports are saying he was told he was winning money in the bank. Um, yeah, he. Yeah, apparently he was. Uh, all the, all the Ali wasn't told. The people involved in in the uh, in the match were told that, mm. and then Ali was told whoever's going to win, or a, a couple of the the people in the match were told that someone's going to be coming in during that ladder spot and and dump the ladder over. And I, I guess the wrestlers uh, assumed it would probably be Braun Strowman. They didn't think it was Brock. So uh, yeah. yeah, they they worked the boys, and that's why you know Randy Orton had a very pissed off face after that Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, or a very annoyed face. If you go back and watch it when uh, Brock is celebrating in the ring and they cut to Orton and he just looks uh, annoyed. And I had tweeted at that time that, man, Orton looks legitimately annoyed. And he probably was. He probably, I mean, he he's probably wasn't told, even though with his, uh, with uh, how, how long he's been with the company, he probably wasn't told that Lesnar would be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Carmella tonight. This match got interrupted by our truth running through. Uh, yeah, it was what it was. Mandy came out with Sonya. I don't know. They it showed the package about Mars. 
Yeah, it was just comedy fodder for the 24-7 thing. I hope if, if this is leading to Carmella beating our truth that they let it go for a while. So people, because I think a lot of people probably assume that right now. Mm-hmm. And just let it go for a while so people stop thinking that's the case and then you finally do it. I don't think that, I mean, that won't lead to a feud though or anything interesting. I think creatively there won't be a payoff. I could almost see that maybe they uh, go around their own rules. He literally hot potatoes it to her because everyone's chasing him. He's like, I don't want it anymore. And that's how they get it over on the women is to have Carmella then take possession, defend her for a while and then give it to another male at some point. They could. I mean, this, I mean, really when you look at it, this, uh, the 24 seven title, it it feels like a a game of tag, right? They're just running around and people are chasing them. Uh, it just feels like hot potato. I mean, it just feels like a, an aggressive game of tag. So might as well. The movie tag was decent. So you can tell a story with a game of tag. The precedent's been set. Did yeah. you see tag? You I, see have tag ne- I have never even heard of it. Oh, it came out. Jeremy Renner was in it. Like it came out last year. It was actually funny. Was oh, of- I did see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was getting married and, and they had yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Like it worked. It was better than I thought it would be. I mean, it wasn't as good as game night, but it was, uh, it was yeah. a very enjoyable film. Uh, Sammy Zayn versus Kofi Kingston tonight. Sammy getting a lot of offense in this match. I thought he looked really strong in this. Uh, then the tide turned at the end. They kept using the justification that, uh, the mind games that he played because Kevin Owens beat down Biggie backstage. So Kofi didn't have Biggie or Xavier Woods there. This was a very competitive match. Uh, Kofi countered uh, the Blue Thunder Bomb, connected with Trouble in Paradise, got the pin and the win. But really, what happened after this was Paul Heyman came out there with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Brock Lesnar was not there. Paul was uh, tainting, uh, taunting Kofi. And then Dolph Ziggler attacked him from behind. And just probably the most severe beatdown we've seen since Kevin Owens beat up Chris Jericho. Yeah, probably was. Actually, that's a good point. I can't think of uh anyone that's that's really come close yeah you're probably right um the, like i said i thought that i thought the beatdown was great i just think just with how Dolph has been booked year after year after year i would have rather uh you know him have been on a high note when he when he did this attack as opposed to you know he was in the royal rumble this past january and just thrown out like he was nothing i mean Anyway, uh, I don't need to. We don't need to go over all that again. But you know, Dolph, I thought the beatdown was very effective. I thought Kofi versus Sammy was good. Uh, I don't like how they're beating Sammy so much right after he came back with all the great promos he's been cutting. Um, but that's WWE. During the twenty four seven chase backstage, I did enjoy. They ran past Sammy Zayn, and Sammy had a look of like, "Thank God I'm not in that storyline." <laughs> that I'm actually getting real matches and real stuff going on here. But I don't know. With Sammy, I don't know how they're going to rise him above the mid-card. Um, I don't think they are. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of see where they haven't pegged. He got squashed by Braun. Uh, he's more competitive with Kofi, but uh, yeah, beaten clean twice in one week. He would have given legitimacy to the 24-7 title if they would try to make it more serious. Not with what they're doing, but if they went, went a serious route, he would have been a good guy to put that on. I'm sure any wrestler, if they look on the booking sheet, uh, anyone that's actually not being, you know, that is actually being used and see uh, their involvement angle for the 24-7 title, uh, will probably start getting worried. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair versus Bailey and Becky Lynch in a tag match. I really, really loved this. I thought the match was all right, but I loved the setup with it. And man, compared to the Iconics that aren't doing squat with those titles, those women's tag titles, 
How much would you like to see Lacey and Charlotte hold those right now, Raj, or, or someone a little more competitive that they could really book a storyline with? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I forget that the women's tag titles are a thing right now. I mean, it's great to see Bailey with the with the SmackDown women's title, but I just think Sasha and Bailey as the, the as the tag team champions would just you know giving them a decent run would have uh, helped solidify those titles. But yeah, uh, yeah. That being said, you know Bailey and I thought this match was I thought this match was pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Bailey got a legitimate win over Charlotte, which I think helped solidify the Money in the Bank cash-in that happened on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I will say this: Lacey looked like she belonged in there. I mean, she didn't; she wasn't in the ring too much, but it's not like she looks out of place. So, um, you know, get, get her more work on live events. Uh, you know, uh, running the ropes more, and and she'll be there. But she, you know, I thought she uh, she definitely didn't look like uh, she was out of place. <laughs> High praise from Raj Geary. Well, you remember when they put Lana out of nowhere? They put her in a title match with Naomi. Hey, with her entrance, she looked like a million bucks. That's and then as soon as, as soon as it started, I mean, it was like a fish out of water. So yeah. this is, I mean, and, and Lacey has way more, way less experience than Lana. So I, I think, it, you know, for how how young she, you know she is in the business, I think it's 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 a good sign. No, I agree. Um, I thought this was great tonight. And they're keeping this rivalry going, like friendly rivalry with uh, Bailey and Becky. Becky saying she's going to make another play for the SmackDown title. So I guess Becky Lynch is just sort of permanent wildcard rule. She's not brand specific at this point. No, she was one of the four, right? But you're really counting for the wildcard rule? Like there's some yeah. sort of logic to know. this? Is, what's Sammy on right now? Is he on Raw? I believe he's on Raw. I'd forgotten that he was on Raw. Uh, I had to look it up tonight. So Sammy, um, uh, Drew, who else? Who are we? Who are? Um, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm really not thinking. Becky, obviously. I guess Lacey, Becky. Lacey, Becky, and Lacey. So I guess that's your four. That was, I'm sure there was other. I don't know. We'll figure know. it out. It doesn't matter. I don't even think they think it matters at this point. I, but I think this year, I mean, this tonight they barely mentioned it, but they actually stuck to it. And I think last night they did too. Whereas the other weeks where they had like six last week uh, with the Ustos and Lacey in the backstage segment. Um, Half of this show felt like the old SmackDown to me. I thought this episode moved pretty fast. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I don't see this episode doing that well in the ratings. We'll see if it gets the, the bump that Raw got. Um, but this, I don't see it getting a 7% bump like raw, raw did. Yeah. And we'll talk about that, uh, at the end, uh, a yeah. little more about raw's ratings. But, uh, so after that, the Dolph Ziggler promo, we discussed earlier, Dolph coming out and explaining why all these opportunities Kofi has gotten should have been Dolph. That was his angle. He was teary eyed. Uh, he was saying at the WWE super showdown in Jeddah, it's going to be his turn. It's going to be his time. I'm sure different people interpret it different ways, but when I see a heel commit a vicious act, them crying after that doesn't uh, doesn't make me look at them as it, it, there's one thing between crying in like a vicious, crazy way and just crying like a, 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 a whiny person. And he came across this whiny crying. But, it was uh, a little weird. Uh, I'll be curious if we hear uh, sort of the backstage reasoning for why this feud came out of nowhere. I don't think there's going to be. I think that was as much of a reason as you're going to get. Well, we'll see. Um. Yeah, because so, just, so, just, some people are saying Lacey never got in the match. That's not right, right? She, she got in the. 
I mean, she. Maybe that's why she felt like she did well because she wasn't <laughs> best match she's ever wrestled. Yeah, because uh, I was like, oh, you know, I was also tweeting and stuff during it, so maybe it was just like, oh, Lacey did. <laughs> Lacey didn't did well anyway. Yeah, uh, Emily Maple in the chat keeps saying, I was saying they keep mentioning Jetta. I just wish I knew where Jetta was. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to be hearing the word Saudi Arabia, but that verbiage is very interesting that they have on those promos, right? Uh, which one? Where they're like, uh, it's something like it's possibly better than WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, e essentially, gr uh, greater than or equal to, or equal to or greater than. Equal to or possibly greater than. Yeah. So something, it's very weird. It's very weird how they're doing this. Um, and speaking of which, we got the video package tonight setting up the Super Showdown match between Triple H and Randy Orton. This, they're laying a lot of groundwork with the story on this, taking it back to Evolution. Um, I wonder if they're going to keep doing more of this, because it seems like when they've done these shows before, they haven't really built up the story as heavily. So, I, I mean, they're trying to make this a little more uh, must-see as opposed to these other ones that were completely missable. Yeah, with the legends, you know, I can understand, you know, not having Undertaker and Goldberg do an angle. Goldberg's training hasn't wrestled in a couple of years. Undertaker, you know, probably, uh, pr probably something similar. Triple H and Orton. On the one hand, I'm like, you could do an angle to set this match up, but then on the other hand, I feel like with Triple H and Batista, it probably would have been more effective if they didn't <laughs> do anything after that Ric Flair birthday bash. Right? That was great. They should have just left it at that and just do video packages going forward. Um, so maybe this is the best way. But when I was watching this video package, I was just thinking, like, man, how much more effort they put in their storylines back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Triple H, Randy Orton. You know, the, the, the buildup to their WrestleMania match was great. I, I remember that WrestleMania match being nothing, though, that they had. I, I mean, I, I have to remind myself about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's two, two legends. I, I just hope, man, Triple H has this... Uh, has this need to go 30 minutes with all of his matches. And we saw what happened with the DX versus brothers of destruction and then triple H versus Batista. I hope they keep this, you know, shorter 10 to 15 minutes max. And this is going to be one of those. that's going to start for us at like eight in the morning or something. I mean, it's gonna be a long yeah. day, the yeah. day that airs. So strap in, maybe I'll go out to lunch and during the triple H match, watch that on my phone. <laughs> yeah. while I'm doing something else. Yeah. I wonder if Matt will do it this time. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Might just be sure. you and me, kid. Maybe we can rub Nick into it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll see. Uh, so we had that video package. Then we had the main event tonight, Roman Reigns versus Elias, Shane McMahon coming out. Uh, okay. So I liked earlier in the show when, Roman arrived and Elias was on top of the truck singing. I thought that was a really cool shot. Actually, essentially sort of aping what Ciampa was doing in NXT. Uh, that bit, that shot of him on top of the semi, which is cool. Um, I like that. But this feud is not doing anything for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this was the, the blow off, blow off, you know, just so everyone can see it again. But all three of these guys are going to be in the same match in Jeddah. It's just going to be Roman versus Shane. Elias won't be there. Oh, I know. Elias says he's going to be in Shane's corner. Yeah, but I bet you Shane uh, takes him out and says it's going to be Drew. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It, it, it doesn't make sense to have both Elias and Drew there. I agree. I But this is where they're running into the danger of it, where I think it's just you keep seeing the same guys in the same 
setups again and again. Uh, even tonight after Roman Reigns got the pin, uh, got the spear on Elias, covered him for the pin to win. After that, having Drew come out, it's just, man, these things really start to feel repetitive when it's these four guys constantly yeah. together in segments. You're already seeing the, the, the repetitiveness from two nights in a row. Just the night before, you're seeing you know Shane and Roman and that kind of continuing tonight. Hopefully that yeah. ends it up. I mean, right now it's really just Roman that's on every show. Um, and so it's clearly, I mean, you know, obviously they have the access to the quarter hours and everything. So, I mean, Roman's quarters must be good because they're not rotating Seth or AJ that much. I mean, AJ was one or two shows. Um, just one, I think. And that had a lot to do with the travel schedule that week when they were going to Europe. But um, we'll see. I hope they mix it up more. I feel like, and we talked about this before, I feel like with Roman, they failed to capitalize on the immense amount of goodwill that he has since his comeback. I don't think they've tapped into that yet to where it's, they should, I mean, this should have taken him to the next level. I mean, he's nominated for the MTV award for like best real life hero. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they're almost, he doesn't be in the title picture, but I feel like they're not doing enough with him or not something creative enough with him. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, by by happenstance, they finally, you know, Roman, you know, had the had this battle with cancer and came back, and it was a, this heroic thing, and people were genuinely on his side. But WWE booking has kind of taken them back to to where he was, and I think fans are starting to get there, you know, quickly. Uh, I think by the end of the summer, he'll be back to being booed, and it's just WWE not taking the time to kind of revitalize his character a little bit, whether it's what he says in his promos, getting him a little, make you know, giving him a little more leeway, making him a little more loose, doing something different. But this overcoming the odds and and the the, the hero every you know two nights a week on TV is. But the hero of what though? I feel like I he, he lacks a mission statement. He should have come back and said, "I have faced death. I have beat this uh, life-threatening illness." And Drew McIntyre, I see you doing this, and that's not right. And this is what I stand for. And I'm going to fight for what I believe in. You know what I mean? Like something that's driving him. I think he'd be the top babyface in the company if they came back and gave him more, just of of a personal uh, credo, a message, if you will. Yeah, they just. I mean, he just has nothing right now as far as a real opponent. You know, Shane. I mean, come on, Drew. They already did it at Mania. I'm sure they're going back to it. Um, and you know, Elias, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before. He's, I don't think he's won a big match on TV. Jeez. In over a year, maybe. Yeah. Well, but Elias isn't that character. I mean, Elias right, doesn't. Why put your top guy in a feud with him then? Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I think that he almost needs an explanation of why, why he's back, why, what he's there to do, what he's there to accomplish. Cena used to be good at that. Cena used to be good at uh, doing those promos to make it seem like, you know, uh, what it means to be a fan of the WWE or what it means to represent the WWE was somehow the most important patriotic thing in the world. And yeah, that's what he was fighting for. Out of the building as well. <laughs> yeah, but I think with Roman, though, given the real life circumstance, I think it would work. I don't know. I think I think people are, are already getting past that. I mean, yeah. Wrestling fans have short attention spans, and I think that's that ship is kind of sailing. Yeah. Uh, so that was SmackDown tonight. It ended with Drew McIntyre beating up Roman Reigns and um, Shane and. Drew standing tall. SmackDown went off the air. No resolution of the 
uh, storyline. Stay tuned to social media. Maybe we'll see something on that front. Um, yeah, weird week for WWE and Raw's ratings were up last night, but still down year over year, but not down as much as it has been down. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, um, Raw was up quite a bit and it's even more impressive because they were up against the NBA this week, you know, up against the playoffs, mm. whereas last week they weren't. Um, so they were up 7.3% uh, to 2.521 million viewers. Uh, last week they did 2.349. Uh, their best number since the superstar shakeup, you know, they're, they're down for the most part from, you know, for the year so far, but the numbers have been, you know, improving since the wild card rule. So having Roman or whatever, uh, the more stars and the varieties uh, appears to be helping. Obviously they're coming after a pay-per-view as well. They had the title announcement and then Brock coming back. And as much as people hate to say it, when Brock is on, he, he does make a difference. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was a, a good number this time last year. Uh, they were up. I mean, they were down 5.5% from this time last year. But lately, they had been down like 20, 25%. One week, they were down 30% from the year before at the same time. So 5.5%, that's actually the average of what most cable networks are down from the year before. So that's not bad. So, um, you know, we'll see if they can continue that trend. I, I feel like... You know, they're throwing a lot of stuff and it's working a little bit, but uh, they need to come up with some, you know, new superstars and and have some good storytelling in there. And if they really want to keep it going as opposed to just gimmicks. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Brock Lesnar is a Mr. Meme after last night. I'm sure you've seen oh. uh, <laughs> including one I, one I posted, uh, everyone doing the remixes of uh, Brock rocking out to the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's pretty classic. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I posted my own of uh, him rocking out to Red Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy. Uh, just tons of different songs, him rocking out to other wrestlers' themes. It's funny that Brock Lesnar would do something that, I mean, again, you know, it's it's the internet fans, the hardcore fans that tend to be um, a little more down on Brock Lesnar. But I think with this, I think everyone is uh, just for the time being giving it a bit of a pass because they're getting a kick out of his uh, attitude in this return. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we'll, you know, we'll have to see where they're going with Brock. Uh, you know, the I'm expecting that it's going to be him and Rollins at in Saudi Arabia. Rollins wins. And who knows where they go from there. But as we see all the time with Brock, uh, even if that is the plan, it changes. Uh, you know, if Vince sees the ratings improving with Brock back, he's going to want to, you know, keep using him. So. Yeah. And that's where I, I do think if he's thinking long-term ratings wise, do, do you think it would be better to have him go to chase Kofi versus Seth uh, for that cash in? <sighs> Um, well, look, if they're moving to SmackDown, I mean, they're moving to Fox in October. Yeah. We're at May. I, I, I'd almost want to just keep that going until, you know, you got SmackDown 20, right? It's going to be the 20th, 20th year of SmackDown. You could do that as the debut on Fox, have all your big stars and do that big angle there when you got all these people watching, you know? So yeah, that, that hot angle, maybe have Brock kind of on raw, forget, he's on SmackDown and then that would be the big surprise. So 
I, I wouldn't do it yet, but if that's the if you know if you want to really load up the star power on Fox, you know Brock is the way to do it. I think that will be where the fans turn again. Is if Paul Heyman keeps teasing that oh, we're going to announce it next time, next time, next time, and they don't, I think people are going to be sick of him again. And I don't think that's the case. I think they are going to announce it next week, and I think it's going to be at Saudi Arabia. Yeah. There you have it. Um, AEW Double or Nothing coming up this Saturday. Matt Morgan and Raj Giri are going to be here talking about it live. I'm actually going to be at the show. Today was announced Sean Spears, former Ty Dillinger from the WWE, is going to be in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Did they uh, announce the replacement yet for Pac? They have not. And, you know, there's really, I mean, if they want to come up with something better or bigger, there's really only, you know, a handful of people you could. John really Moxley, John Moxley, John Moxley. John Moxley, CM Punk. Um, CM Punk's doing an MMA thing that night. Punk, and, and you know, it's almost like until he, I, I, don't, I don't believe it until I see it, right? Uh, Moxley, he is filming a movie right now, but it's a if it's a one night thing, it's not like he has to go on the road right now. With, you know, with AEW, they're not going on TV until the fall. It's twenty so, minutes from his house. Yeah, exactly. It's ho- his hometown. Um, so, you know, it's a short drive. <laughs> so, yeah, have Renee uh, keep the car running, circle the block. You can just get in and out of there really fast. Right. So, I mean, that would be that would be a huge surprise. That it would more than make up for Pac not being there. And uh, it would it would be an interesting development. I think they have to do something really big, or else anything is going to be a letdown. I agree. Yeah, there's there the expectations are already so high, and here's the problem: they they need to tell stories now. I mean, this is they're coming out officially. You know, I know all in happened last fall, but now they've been building to this. Like this is where they need to deliver, or else people are going to turn even before their first TV date. I think these guys have a lot of goodwill, like the Bucks and Kenny, Kenny Omega, that they won't do that yet. But there will be a, a negative tinge online, uh, you know, as far as the show goes, if they don't deliver. And starts with the tinge. I, I mean, even if the even if the matches, the other matches are great, if they don't deliver on that, that's going to be the one negative thing that people will be talking about that and harping about. Look at Game of Thrones, and you know the, their ratings were through the roof each season and growing and growing. But there's so much negativity on it. Um, that it, it kind of becomes the narrative. Yeah. You know, based on critics. I thought Game of Thrones was great this season. Rushed. Could have been spread out a little more, but I thought it was great. Yeah, they didn't have uh, that many episodes to tell a story. They Well, <laughs> each episode was like an hour and a half, so they could have could have easily made a 10 as opposed to 6. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, do we want to run down the card quickly? Yeah, let's go, let's go through it real quick. Okay, so uh, we've got best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans in a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Um, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, uh, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami in a six woman tag match. Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara in a singles match. Uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in a tag team match for the AAA World Tag Team Championship. Uh, 21-man casino battle royale for an AEW World Championship title opportunity. Sonny Kiss versus Brandon Cutler versus Ace Romero versus Glacier versus Brian Pillman Jr., Sonny Days, MJF, Joey Janela, Justin Thomas, uh, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, Jungle Boy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark, uh, Mark Quinn, um, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, TBA, TBA, TBA. 
uh, Cody versus Dustin. So we got Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray in a three-way women's match. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. And uh, SoCal Uncensored versus Stronghearts in a six-man tag team match. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of people on the show that are, you know, not very well known, uh, really to, you, to uh, except to the hardest core wrestling fans. Um, but they can go and they're great. So this is a great way for them to be able to make a name for themselves. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I haven't been hearing as uh, I haven't been feeling the same buzz with Double or Nothing that I felt with All In. Yeah, going into it, I don't know if it's just. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they, they just haven't Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega haven't really done much since that press conference. Um, and, and, you know, I, I have to remind themselves myself that they're, they're facing each other this Saturday, Dustin, Cody, uh, Cody had a great promo. Uh, we're going to be talking to Dustin this week uh, nice. be on the, on the Winkley. I, I just, I, and, and, you know, we still got a, we got still got several days to go, but it's getting awfully quick to, you know, to really start, you know, hitting the the pedal to the, the metal and, and getting this in the high gear. I think the quick sellout may have hurt them a little bit in that people bought it so quickly that there maybe wasn't as much development. And now and then if you got interested, it wasn't like you could go if you didn't already have tickets. I don't know. Well, but this is on pay-per-view. It's not like a it's network true. thing where the pay-per-view numbers don't matter. You know, yeah. Every buy does matter. So, And it's a costly pay-per-view. It's like 50 bucks, right? Yeah, it's 50 bucks. Um, I, I still think it's going to do well just because it's the first and, uh, you know, people right now with wrestling with the first, uh, you know, they, they jump in as we yeah. saw with the quick sellout, but I do, I do wish they would, uh, you know, kind of put a little more build on these storylines, uh, be it online or whatever. I mean, that's the only way they can really do it right now is online, but you know, have, have something. I think it's going to be great uh, regardless. I think people are going to be happy with it. But, yeah, the hype is so big that that Hangman Page match uh, that Pac dropped out of, that's where, man, if they get Moxley uh, or someone of that caliber, boom. Like, this is going to be all anyone talks about. Yeah, it could be a bad match, too. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter how that match goes. It's going to be the, it's going to be the talk of the internet that night. I mean, it is regardless, but, it, you know, having a big name filling in, uh, and we don't know it's Moxie. I hope people don't are not assuming it is because we're talking about it. But that it would need to be someone on that level. I feel like to ma- really uh, make up for it. And there's very few people on that level. Jack Swagger isn't going to cut it. No. Um, I mean Ryback lives around there. Uh, I'm on Ryback's podcast, but you know I think fans would be still disappointed with that, even though I he's think- a top guy. And I mean he was a yeah. main eventer for a while in WWE. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, I don't think Ryback is that demo. No, I think that demographic yeah. would be audibly upset if Ryback showed up. There is a, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, like ECW, they had their their hardcore base, but when a Sid Vicious would show up, they would still pop huge, right? Yeah. But this is this is still a different kind of crowd. Ryback would be a great swerve. It would send Ryback out, and then really it's someone else. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm going to be, oh, it'd be fun. I'm, I'm really curious about this one. Uh, I, I like the fact that they, um, take wins and losses seriously. And it's already shown, you know, that Pac pull out. Yeah. I, I, f- I feel like this is something that could have been avoided a while ago, 
uh, if they knew where they were headed with their storyline. Apparently, the 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 thing is that Pac was going to beat Hangman Page anyway. It's just that then they wanted to get to Pac versus Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega would win that. But Pac will not lose as long as he's Dragon Gate, cha- you know, Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate champion. So he's been champion for a while. So why was this not figured out sooner? Yeah, it's very strange. Um, well, I think Pac is important uh, or would have been important for this pay-per-view because part of this is that this is AEW crossing over and pulling audience beyond just the usual Ring of Honor uh, audience, the uh, usual New Japan audience. And to do that, getting WWE stars who were being essentially held back or held down, I think is a big part of that, letting them shine in this new platform um, and showing that they have worth outside of the company, greater worth outside of the company. Yeah, and I, I feel like they need a um, they need a a new big star that people will talk about. Because um, the one thing with Jericho and Omega, all these guys were at all in, right? Jericho didn't wrestle, but he did make a surprise appearance. Uh, the Young Bucks, uh, Adam Page, Cody, uh, Dustin didn't, but um, I, I just feel like they need that one big name to kind of. I don't know, just uh, create a buzz. And I think, again, this is different, right? This isn't like second-guessing the WWE, which uh, they have all this history. That's why I almost think Moxley might be a legitimate possibility here because people have kind of tampered that down a bit. Like, oh, well, that's probably not going to happen. That's probably not the way it's going to go. And maybe they're going to pull out something big like that. But yeah, we'll see. It's uh, speculation is uh, 90% of what makes this business so fun to cover. Uh, mm-hmm. And so also so frustrating to cover. Yeah, but also production wise, I'm I'm just really curious. You know what elements they use, how how the show looks. Um, we're so used to the WWE format. If they really want to be different, I, I hope they are different on every level. No, absolutely. Well, there you have it. Saturday night, tune in to learn what happens at Double or Nothing. Raj Geary, Matt Morgan, Starcast, Friday, Tuscany Hotel, Podcast Movement Stage, myself, Raj Geary, Nick Hausman, and more. Yeah, people are uh, a little confused with that. So I will be at Starcast, and then I'm heading back early Saturday so I can be back here for the podcast Saturday night. Yeah, I'm in uh, Vegas till uh, Sunday evening, so I will not be back in time. But I'll be back Monday, and we'll talk about Raw, which, uh, hey, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman will announce who he's going to cash in on. Maybe. Possibly. He said he was, so. <laughs> Could happen. Cool. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I live tweet along with WWE programming and post funny things like uh, Brock Lesnar dancing to Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy. Raj Geary, what's coming up on the site in the build-up to Double or Nothing? Oh, man. It's loaded. We have our interview with Kurt Angle that was released today um, on, on today's Winkly. Uh, interviews with Bill Apter, uh, Dustin Rhodes, uh, you know, I'm on Ryback's podcast, as I mentioned, we, uh, we talked for over an hour just about wrestler benefits and the treatment of wrestlers and how it can improve and, and the stuff he had to go through. So, you know, check that out on Ryback's podcast and we'll be able to use, we'll be using that part for an episode of the Winkly as well. And yeah, check it out. Just, just tons, tons of stuff. Excellent. Until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein and we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.